0: Guys, I was thinking about going out there and doing violence, uh, maybe this weekend, and I guess after playing Last of Us 2, it doesn't seem as appealing to me anymore. So I feel like yeah. I feel like I have finally learned a lesson that hurting is bad, mm. and I, I'm embarrassed mm. it took me this long to get there, but you think about it and you're like, hurting is cool, there's all kinds yeah. of cool stuff, and you look like an action hero, like a movie, like a Die Hard. Hmm i don't but this game's got me all
1: twisted up in knots it hit me in a different way i i played it and i thought you know what you can have two hobbies in life some people maybe they play violin and they enjoy cooking some people like collecting trading cards and shooting people's faces off
2: (laughs) Right. Those those two
1: clear hobbies
2: you can have two sides
1: because yeah because you can't have there's only so much time in a day so collect trading cards shoot off faces that would be cool if every
0: time Ellie did um, massacre somebody, which uh-huh. she does with aplomb so many times in this game, she did put, like, two of her little Pokemon cards over their eyes, like, <laughs> Resquiat Rescu- <laughs> <In> and Pache.
2: <laughs> look at, every, it's important to have, that duality is important. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, look, at, look at Hugh Jackman, okay? Uh-huh. Now, is,
0: Oh, don't mind if he, I do. Is
2: Damn. Is he looking back at you? Mm-mm. Is he looking back at you? Okay, good. Perfect. Sneak up behind him. Uh-oh. And fucking shiv it No wait <laughs> Fuck I fucked it up I, sh- I didn't learn my lesson And I shiv you Jackman. Oh no The deadest show man <laughs> <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin
1: McElroy and I know the best game of the week. That actually works this time. My name is Chris Plant and I know the
3: last game of the week. My name is Russ Fredrick, and I know the saddest game of the week. I'm crying. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> all the feels.
2: <laughs> Welcome to Besties.
3: <laughs> about the happening.
2: latest and greatest in electronic interactive intergamement. Mm-hmm. It's a Game of the Year book club that goes all year long, a King of the Hill that goes all year long, a show that goes all year, it's a it's it's weekly is what I'm saying. Really it's calling
0: thing. calling your shot in this, yeah. we will go to the end
2: of the year at least. So. Mm-hmm. At least. Uh, uh, and this week we are going to be talking about The Last of Us Part 2, the second part.
0: We should start out by discussing... Uh, let's set some parameters this game has been out for a week right and we don't want to talk spoilers and i feel like this game is very easy to spoil i have felt myself like completely strapped in glued can't stop thinking about it can't stop playing it i think part of that is like i'm terrified of getting spoiled so
1: we're gonna do two episodes about the last of us 2 Right? This is the no spoilies episode. Zero spoilies. If you have not played the game, you've seen maybe a trailer. I think that's about as much as we're going to spoily. We're going to talk a lot about gameplay. What does it feel like to shiv in the neck? What does it feel like (laughs) to collect trading cards? We're going to go in depth. And then next week, all spoilies. No boundaries. Full spoily episode. Do not listen. If you want to miss the spoilies we have a back catalog go listen about the back catalog you ever heard about a game called ssx an xbox 360 go listen about it because it's a great game (laughs) if you don't think you're gonna play the game though i think it'll be
0: like a fine way to kind of like pick up on what the game is all about and i also would not blame you for not playing the game right now because i i think that that is like the biggest conversation we kind of had it last week uh where I think we were all pretty open about like not necessarily being down for a game like this right now, given the sort of just like constant violence, uh, all joking aside, that like we are seeing everywhere. Uh, and also the fact that we are in a a, a global pandemic that kind of sets the stage for this game. Uh, I have to say though, probably maybe the wildest reversal I've had since we've been doing this show uh, in that like I was not in- anticipating this game, not really uh, thinking I was going to, enjoy it and I think I was talking to Russ about it on Monday and I said like this may be one of the like best games I've played
2: in forever
0: and is probably my favorite Naughty Dog game which is staggering
2: the thing that has surprised me we're speaking in broad strokes the thing that has surprised me the most is how so this is a very brief recap okay this is uh, we can spoil game, Last
0: of Us 1, right?
2: Well, Last of Us 1 we can spoil. Okay. Uh, this is a game about a world that has been ravaged by a virus, a a, a very bad one, and has been sent into a, a post-apocalyptic scenario. In Last of Us 2, what we're seeing is sort of enough time has passed since the inciting incident that people are starting to sort of... Figure out a new way to be, not necessarily rebuilding society per se, but sort of on a smaller scale, you know, trying to get back to some sort of normalcy that, that in the uh, villages, incorporates. they're yeah, no longer villages, exactly. They're, smaller scale. Yeah. Um, what I have found most surprising is like, um, setting the violence aside for a second. Mm. I have found it strangely. I, I don't know. Comf- comforting is not the word, but sweet. Um. There's like sweetness. There is. (laughs) There's a tenderness. No, seeing people continuing to live in the face of real, uh, absolute devastation and tragedy, and and, uh, on on an incredible scale, and finding moments of humanity and tenderness and pleasure, like however small and fleeting they may be, um, has actually like felt kind of good, weirdly, or at least relatable. Hmm. You know, like it looks like. It deals with some of the things that, like, I, I have been thinking about and dealing with, and seeing how people sort of
3: process that mm-hmm. um, yeah, as, like, like a coping me- mechanism thing, where you're like a little finding bit cathartic, yeah, a
2: little bit of that expurgation of pity and fear, as the Greeks would say.
1: I'm, I'm going to be w- way more positive this episode, and I'll save my large dislike for this game for the second episode because it, it has so much to do with the story. I find this game disgusting. Um, but, but here's the weird thing about the game. Everything but the kernel is amazing. It's like um if you like saw like an apple on a tree and it was like the most perfect, beautiful apple. The inc-
2: inclusion of <laughs> Colonel Sanders was ill advised and yeah. hugely problematic. And the <laughs> brand it's like, like how desperate yeah, for cash fit are you all? At all. It didn't fit. Okay, sorry, plant, go ahead. It's like an
1: apple yeah. on a tree. Beautiful, perfect apple, right? And then you bite into it and then it's just full of mites. That is my experience of playing this game. It, Did it you is said mice. Like, yeah, I thought you said mice. <laughs> Both. It, I mean, either way, whatever it is, it's super full of disgusting. mice. I like that. It's very evocative <laughs> well, language. Let's go with the it, mice. It, the moment-to-moment writing, largely great. The acting, good. It is unquestionably one of the most beautiful games I've I've seen. I'm not a huge fan of the combat, but it's like very well executed. The world design is incredible, but the very core of it, I feel like, is the opposite of what Justin is talking about, in which it truly believes that there is no good and good only exists to make all the bad things that are inevitable sting more. And like here, I know that we want to focus on the gameplay and I'll use that as an example here. And I'm not the first person to notice this. I think Nick Capazzoli pointed this out on Twitter, but when you first learn how to shoot in the game, because they have to teach you how to shoot because at the end of the day, this is a game about killing people they have a sequence where you are like playing with the kids in your town and you have a right. snowball fight. And the goal is to like effectively learn how to shoot by like hitting kids with snowballs. And it reminded me of the thing that again Nick pointed out, which is um, Shadow of Mordor, where it's like I was gonna games say, I,
2: have to yes. train
1: you to do bad things by doing like good things, where it's like you sneak up and you stealth kiss your wife. Right. <laughs> and like that, I, I just playing this game i i was so on board with it in the first i don't know two or three hours because it was sweet like i was like wow there is so much thoughtful writing here about relationships and um there, there's like real drama there's a drama about generational divide between um between joel and ellie That's ellie what, yeah and joel and ellie and like that is so heightened because of the post-apocalypse where it's like there's already a trouble with generation divides, but then you have somebody who like lived a really full life before the apocalypse and somebody who didn't get that opportunity. She wants to be an astronaut mm-hmm. is a huge part of the, the game's story. What I don't like about that is it does all these things in the first two hours to like really set up these very rich lives. And then the gameplay finally kicks in, and it's like, forget all of it. <laughs> here's a gun here's some here's some maltoff cocktails i hope you're ready to punish people and then and that's that's the gameplay the gameplay has is completely disconnected from that The all we the cannot
3: we cannot talk about it we will talk okay. about it next week but okay. i totally disagree with that yeah because i understand what they were trying to do whether they succeed or not is regardless but that is the opposite of what they are trying to do um so let's talk about gameplay. Let's talk about. Like- I want to talk about mechanics for a second. I want to know broadly speaking.
2: Uh, I'll give you my 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 take on it. Um, I found fa- so basically, if you again to to recap very briefly, this is very much a game about uh, limiting your resources and giving you a small amount of uh, bullets and traps and everything to deal with uh, a lot of what they call them infected. They're zombies. And some people in the mix, of course, and there is, uh, for my taste, um, I, I had, a, I, I feel like they did so much work on better ways of expressing the narrative, and for me, the game, the basic gameplay, uh, feels like kind of a drag. I two problems. With this one is very stealth focused. So if you look at a game like Dishonored, um, that was stealth-focused, but when you made the – you very frequently were making the switch into more aggressive combat, and because of that, you got comfortable with that ebb and flow between like I'm going to stealth here and then I'm going to break out into like full-scale combat. If you're doing stealth a lot in this game, when it does sort of like break bad, it happens rarely enough that I like did not feel prepared to deal with like a fast – more intense situation just because I had so rarely done it because I was more focused on stealth. So when it did happen, it almost felt like a fail state because it's like, I don't, I don't really, it doesn't feel good enough to shoot stuff. It doesn't feel good. Like, yeah, nothing feels like right on that. So that was my, that is one problem, the d- disconnect between the stealth and combat. I just didn't feel like, uh, it was two integrated holes. I, I would say mm-hmm. it felt like two disconnected parts.
3: Okay. So, it's interesting you mentioned um, Dishonored because I played a crap ton of Dishonored and I, I basically saved- Language. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Poop time. I basically uh, save scummed my, my way through Dishonored because that's how I wanted to play the game which is to say mm. like, whenever I got spotted, I basically reloaded because I wanted to go non-lethal and all sorts of stuff, which I realized was not designed but that's how I wanted to play it. For Last of Us, and part of this has to do with like, they're not really being hard saves in the traditional sense. But, like, I really do try to, when I get spotted, adapt to scenarios. And I've found it actually much more natural in this game, maybe compared to any other game that has, like, a lot of stealth in it, to drop in and out of stealth. Uh, Some of that has to do with the fact that, like, you can sprint, which I'm pretty sure you couldn't do in the last game. You can actually, like, really book it and, like, jump through windows and dive into, like, foliage and stuff like that to basically break line of sight with enemies. And and they do lose you. Like it's not yeah. like one of those it's not like Metal Gear where like, oh, they know where you are and they're gonna go, come right for you. They legit lose you, even if you just break line of sight. You don't need to hide in a cabinet or anything like that. So they'll, they'll come. The line of sight
2: is so bogus, by the way, there have been many times where I've literally shifted dude while his best buddy is <laughs> yeah. like in his career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, is that, I could, I could swear if I turned my head 10 degrees, I'd see Jeff getting stabbed in the throat. But anyway, about my business. It, it's pretty
3: generous. <laughs> there are like settings you can increase their awareness levels and stuff like that, but right. it, but it's pretty generous. But I do think that's on purpose, which is to say like, they want it to be somewhat easy to break line of sight and like lose people. So you can drop back into stealth and really like, uh, you know, I think when this game is so good is when you can be reactive. It's not so much, Hey, this plan is going great. And I'm like, stealthing my way through and I haven't killed anyone. It's more the, Oh shit. I just got spotted by this dog or whatever. And now I need to throw a brick to break line of sight and then run through a bunch of stuff. I think it's
0: important to to note here for for people who aren't familiar with this game and, the, and and its predecessor. First of all, I think mechanically this game beats the shit out of the first Last of yeah. Us. No, um, no I, I, did, I, did, I did I strongly dislike the first Last of Us. And for me, like, it boiled down to this, like, I don't get down on this, like, cult of personality around... Console exclusive titles and prestige drama. Like, I feel like people get so far up their own asses about that. And I feel like that happened a lot with Last of Us and it drove me wild. I feel like it's important to note here that, like, the Dishonored comparison for me doesn't necessarily hold much water because Dishonored is a stealth game that sort of empowers you with literal powers to become this, like, super sneaky assassin. Whereas Last of Us and Last of Us 2, uh, especially, is like, it is for sure a survival horror game in the sense that like you have resources that are limited and you have to be very careful and you have to be very thoughtful about the way that you are doing things and it is that that scarcity of your resources that intensifies the fear of being caught or being thrown into one of these like combat scenarios but that said like i don't know if i just like found this sweet spot with like the difficulty toggles that i put on which are so incredibly granular <laughs> yeah, and i amazing. fucking love that i basically turned resource scarcity like way down so that like i found more stuff but i also turned my health and enemies' health down a mm. lot so it was like if you get shot like you're fucking dead but you also don't have to like be extremely judicious about your stuff but like that is that for me is how the gameplay perfectly kind of plays into the tone in the narrative of the game uh, in a way that, like, I know you're supposed to feel. I mean, you you do feel awful, you know, perpetrating these acts of violence just constantly. But from a mechanical standpoint, <laughs> I thought I felt pretty fucking good. Like, I think they, I think this is one of the best. This is the best combat they've ever had in a game, <laughs> as compared to a, an Uncharted where you're just yeah. like mowing down hundreds of dudes with, you know, various automatic weaponry, or Last of Us One, which was just like a fucking slog. Uh, I think, I think mechanically, like this game kicks ass.
1: That is like. My issue. <laughs> I mean, that—that—that's yeah. the problem for me. Is I mean, here's here's I I felt the same way as uh, Justin at first about like I wasn't prepared. And what I realized was, no, the game's tension had just made me feel like, oh, if I screw up, I die. Not the case yeah. at all. Here is a, a a scenario for me. There are two uh, dudes on patrol together because they always travel in two. That way, if you kill one, the other one can scream the other person's name. Um, <laughs> I throw a glass bottle into the distance. They both turn around. The one in, uh, closest to the bottle goes. Hey, Hank, did you hear that? And while he's saying that, I'm stabbing his friend loudly in the <laughs> neck. He does not hear this. So then I stab him in the neck violently. While I'm stabbing him, Jessica or whoever sees me. And she's like, oh, no, I see I see Ellie. And I'm like, oh, no, I've been seen. I must be caught. I shoot her in the face with a pistol, and she tries to raise her gun, which takes like a minute. 20 people descend on me I hide behind a table And I pick them off One by one The end I, I, walk, I walk through the stage of, of gore and viscera and bones Missing arms uh, I can see into people's like chest cavities And I say my work here Is done <laughs> And then I collect a trading card off of one of their dead bodies <laughs> That is every Battle scenario for me And, and I'll be honest did it feel good? I mean, it feels very chunky, this game. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you s- used the mines, but if you've ever wanted to see what it would look like for somebody's eyeball to slowly <laughs> descend down a, t- like a, a, a kitchen wall, you could do that in this video game. It it empowers you. There, but it's really, a really... Oh, sorry, just to to put a quick bow on that. It is very weird yeah, to yeah, do good. that. Yeah, good. The action almost finished, so
2: please keep going. So,
1: <laughs> it's weird to do that, Pretty early in the game, and then you like have a conversation with uh, Dina Ellie's. Um, we'll go into this more in, in the second episode, but a person who is with you, and a romantic partner. We can. Sh- okay, I, I didn't know like, if that was each other or not. Um, yeah. and you you meet up with her, and she's like, you know, like I think I think you might be changing. <laughs> and it's like you think I just killed sixty people, I killed <laughs> their
2: dogs. <laughs>
1: like you think I'm changing?
2: <laughs> um, one of the coolest things that. Uh, really worked for me mechanically Uh, uh, you know what actually to circle back on this to hear you talk about it i think part of what is not working for me uh, is less the challenge or difficulty of that and to be more specific about it i think it feels less fun or good because i know how limited the resources are so like i i feel like if i'm shooting six people i'm like condemning myself to like go look for more uh bullets for a long time which is the second point that i wanted to Get into is like there is so much scavenging and it is boring. I mean, it's if you want to like keep a pace with, you know, keeping your stock full, mm. um, it's just constant looting and it going into rooms and like here's some scissors, here's some tape, here's some uh, rags. Oh, I have too many rags. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a health kit because I need I need more room for rags, uh, and I, I found that like pretty teeter. This is so fucking weird because when I heard you say,
0: oh, when you said that, I was like, fuck yeah, scissors and tape. I can make a (laughs) melee upgrade with that. Like for me, like this is the first game I played in forever that has a sort of scavenging crafting system where I feel like everything you can make is fucking vital and you really do have to like
2: use all of it to I feel like abate all of the stuff that you're talking about. But I was uh, like, I always hesitant to do it because all the resources have like two items. So like if you have alcohol and and What is it? Rags or something? You can make a a Molotov cocktail, but if you have the same items, actually, you can make a first aid kit. And like, it felt it didn't feel like satisfying to me. But it doesn't. What I'm talking about is maintaining tension. It's like Plant said, right? They don't want it to be like, oh, easy. I've got the rags and the oil. Then I'll I'll just or the alcohol. uh, I'll just make a Molotov cocktail out of it. Um, They're maintaining the tension, which I which I get. And I,
3: I I think the reason. The like the why of it, apart from maintaining tension, but, like why you spend these slow moments opening drawers looking for tape, is it's a few things. One, I think it's a pacing thing, so they don't right. want you to feel stressed for twenty hours or however long the game is. They want you to ha- take a moment to sort of like chill out. No, I'm just going to open these drawers and feel safe. The other thing is, and I think we can talk about it here. This game is un- un- unquestionably gorgeous. Like it's it is right. a really stunning game. And specifically, the thing that, like, constantly blows me away is interiors, which is something that, like, most games do not spend a ton of time focusing on. Uh, Almost every place you walk into feels like a place that humans lived or worked in because every detail from, like, a lamp on the table to the fridge having magnets on it to there being, like, spooky, you know, Halloween costumes in the Halloween store, like... They really went nuts. And so those moments where you're just scavenging and there's no enemies at all, I think are designed for you to just sort of bask in this world and like absorb the world. The thing that really, really, really impressed me about that, and I'll link to this
1: person's video. I I can't remember his name. Jacob, I I don't remember his last name. Um, But he makes uh, YouTube videos. He made a story for us at Polygon about um, the architecture of Violent video Mm. games and third person and first person shooters, and also made, which is kind of a touchy comparison to uh, modern schools, how schools design themselves for, like, to be prepared for school shootings, that they actually have to change their architecture, and that there is this, like, weird architecture of violence in the world and that like when you and the the very easy way like i was picturing this is like any gears of war game right like you go into courtyard and it's like wow this courtyard sure is full of three foot tall cement (laughs) barriers yeah and it's like that and so many games have that issue where you you walk into an area and you know this is the area where violence happens Mm -hmm. um and this game is really good at just making it feel like, hey, these are just spaces. As you, even as you navigate it, it, it never feels like a straight line. They they don't they they don't do a lot that video games have relied on of over painting the like area of like, hey, this door is yellow, so you know to go there. There's a whole right. bunch of light there. When you go into like listening mode to hear for enemies' footsteps, it doesn't automatically highlight ob- uh, collectibles for you. It mm-hmm, it right. sacrifices quite a bit to feel like a believable space. That said, going back to Justin's statement about collecting things. Once you see the rhythm of, oh, I'm starting to find a lot of materials. This is a new no shooting space. This is like yeah. the area of town where it's like four buildings with like maybe a couple click clickers, and then you go, then you go into the next area, and it's like, and now that you've collected all that stuff, it's time to kill some humans. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, I I disagree with that so hard. Like I feel like uh, I agree with you that this game kind of subverts the arena concept of like action games because it it kind of is a mind fuck how many times like I've wandered into a space that is full of uh to use gaming uh verbiage uh chest high walls yeah that are like okay it's fucking on and then like nobody shows up and it's just yeah. like oh this these are yeah. just you know radiators or whatever. <laughs> and that like really does kind of keep you on your toes and I feel like really does play into like kind of excellent pacing. But I also feel like I had lots of encounters where I tried to, for like resources sake, uh, get through it without killing anybody, which I found not that difficult to do. Uh, Like because the like awareness thing is there are such great audio and visual cues for uh, when an enemy sees you and, you know, you can get into a combat and then like run off and hide like you can run through and and get through, like, sequences without fighting anybody. That said, like, the combat encounters are so sprawling and take place in usually, like, these enormous environments Mm. that, you know, fights can go any number of ways. And in those environments, there are like a lot of things to pick up there are a lot of maybe maybe like the puzzle more puzzly segments of like somebody's written their safe code down on this whiteboard sure. uh but like there are you know the tools that you need to upgrade your weapons which i found and the the medicine that you need to like get uh, a new skill enhancements which i actually found to be like a really uh uh catchy sort of progression system like that stuff is scattered all around and so if you you are kind of consciously also making a trade-off if you decide i'm just gonna fucking bolt through here and hide and try to get out of here without like getting into this long fight then you're also kind of giving up the opportunity to really go through and scour that huge huge area where the where the fight takes place mm-hmm.
2: um if i could talk about uh, a one more specific combat thing before we uh, talk about like i want to talk about how the story is like told rather than getting into the actual story itself but um the one of the things that i thought was really cool is how dynamic the animations are in in the game um there are a lot of especially in like when things kind of break bad you'll get into a close quarters scenario and you're like working with a partner right there's like a lot of times where you'll go to do a melee hit and you know you'll get grabbed or you'll grab the monster and your partner will come out of nowhere and like save you with a shiv Mm -hmm. or like uh you'll hit someone with a you know, you'll do a melee attack and actually like there's a counter nearby and you'll like smash the zombie's head in the counter or stuff like that. They're making really smart and that's constant. And it's like very immersive. There's very little uh, I'll tell you one that was that was cool is at one point we I was there's like a little bit of like swimming and climbing that Ellie and Joel are doing together, and uh, Joel reaches his hand down to grab Ellie. And I kind of like swam over to the left accidentally before I grabbed his hand. And he just like seamlessly turned his hand to the side a bit to reach it to where I was. Mm-hmm. Like like a human being would do. You didn't rather just than magnetically just like, like, like yeah. whoop. Like exactly, shift like shift over to his. It's, there's a lot of work. Um, and that is part of what impressed, like the, that's tied to what impresses me so much about the, the. I, I you know, I, I have been in this long enough to know that Uh, to be suspect of when people are like, this is the game that finally proves that video games are movies, video (laughs) games are art, (laughs) right? Like video games can be better than movies, but what you do start to understand is like advances or progress or steps forward. Um, And I think that this game represents a big step forward in terms of storytelling, specifically like the way characters impart, uh humanity and narrative and it has the trust that it's performances are good enough but also that the animation of the performances are good enough that a lot can be communicated in silence and i think that that it's willingness to communicate with no words um and just like let there be silences and let there be expressions that communicate more than words is really 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 impressive and really drew me in, yeah, in in a big way. I
3: think there are maybe not downsides but very dark elements to that as well. Sure. Because of that attention to detail and fidelity. I'll give an example. This is not a story related example. This just happened after a combat sequence that I had. Random guard, no one important. It was the last person <laughs> it even, just it's to make it's they like don't he's even, not matter. even people. They don't even matter. So The last shot I took for whatever, I guess my aim was a little off. So it was it was right in their belly, their gut. It was a gut shot. And I watched this woman who, granted, was trying to kill me, but still watched (laughs) this woman for 30 seconds. I I just sat there saying like screaming in agony and writhing and uh, not saying like, please save me, saying like, go on, do it already or whatever, but also like squirming in absolute agony and they animated the whole thing in the most realistic intense effed up way sure and all i can think was how much time did someone sit at a computer and program this yeah guard that, to that, die that person in had the to wars. go
2: home and they're like honey how's your day like,
3: pretty good pretty good pretty good <laughs> <laughs> Gotta,
2: I only got five more days and to get the scream and the bleeding out perfect. And then this one death is going to be chef's kiss.
1: And into like what end? I, I've seen some people that obviously there was the uh, misguided comparison to Schindler's List. And I've seen some people course correct that by saying, yeah. hey, this is actually like Mad Max, right? Like it's like pop art, but grim. But I don't think that's right either. A thing that I struggle with with this game is... I feel like it, it. The the logic was well. This is a story about violence forgetting violence. Therefore, every moment needs to serve that. So we need it to just be agonizing, which I don't think meshes well with the 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 like fun of 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 these combat scenarios. That said, I do want to go back to a thing that Griffin and Justin mentioned about um, animation and just the way it does storytelling a thing that just completely impressed me about this game and about how it approached survival horror is the jump scares in the game aren't obvious horror game jump scares. It is not like, oh, you're in combat and then like a thing, you know, jumps through the window. It is stuff that exists very rarely to so deeply unnerve you that the rest of the game, you are then ultra cautious. So there's a moment where you get shot by an arrow that is... So out of nowhere mm-hmm. that like it like I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having chest pains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a this is a nightmare. And then after that, anytime I'm in an open courtyard space, I'm like,
2: Well, I don't wanna have that happen again. That yes. was horrible. I, the one the one that got me is uh I'm I I don't want to get too far in it. this is not a spoiler, it's just a beat. There I was with my partner and my partner is literally like mid sentence talking about nothing there is no tension we're just chilling uh traveling together and she says hey i got some more of those almond things something (laughs) like huge jump scare like out of nowhere it's terrifying
0: um the, the, we've mentioned the animations and stuff. I think also we'd be remiss to say the acting performances in this game are like, and this is like very, I feel like Naughty Dog very much prioritizes this in a a, a way that I feel like a lot of games that have come after have aped, but like the performances are just out of this fucking world. Yeah. Good. Uh, uh, Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie, and, uh, Oh my god! I can't believe I've forgotten the most prolific video game voice actor uh, ever, Troy Baker. Troy Baker does a, a tremendous job with Joel. Uh, the actor who plays Dina. Uh, is the like, Shannon uh, Woodward every, is
3: very good. Yep. Yes,
0: everyone is just like everyone is absolutely crushing it, and I feel like it. it they kind of have to because this game is about violence, and it does take a long time to introduce you to these characters before sort of like having you reckon with the you know retribution they seek or like whatever uh you know stuff the story gets into which again we're not going to get into right now
3: it is funny though because we think about like la noir a few years ago where people sat in a chair (laughs) and was like that was the best performance the face was lying because their lip curled up and here we have like i mean this is all obviously full body and face mocap stuff and you just like there is n- so much subtlety in the performances, and it all comes through just as you'd expect in, like, you know, an Andy Circus performance in a movie. Um, yeah. It's really astounding.
1: Y'all, Chris, I think we should probably save some yes. for yes. episode
2: two. There's, so much. Take into There's the story. so much. Yeah. There's so much. There's so to much to talk about. And oh, can't just talk about the guitars. <laughs> There's a fucking. <it. laughs> <laughs> There's one moment early on when Joel is like i'll teach you how to play guitar and she's like all right sweet and there's like a this sweet little mini game you do where you play guitar it's like well i guess you had troy baker in the game as the law uh set forth in uh bioshock infinite you got troy baker in your game he's got to play guitar and sing right that's the, that's what we're here for and he does it and then ellie's like sure i'll learn how to play guitar no big deal and then fucking any moment there was a quiet moment ellie kind of like this is not this is an exaggeration but literally every building you walk into where there's a quiet moment, Ellie looks around and is like, oh, shit, a guitar. Nice. Let me tune up real quick and get a nice little tender moment uh, going. And I walked in. I I saw at one point there's like a movie theater and they're like, let's take shelter in there. And I'm sitting in my chair and I said to myself out loud, there's no fucking way there's a guitar in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely there is. It's backstage. It's fine. It's been in a case. The zombies didn't get to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll come back with so much more.
1: Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds
2: Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars, for like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, and pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile
3: for details this episode of the best these is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone. So, um, unfortunately, Griffin, Justin, and Chris Plant have found themselves... In the woods, alone, in the world of the post-apocalypse, mushrooms, (gasps) previously very peaceful, have now become zombie people. Knew it. (laughs) Only a matter of time. And the really big problem is, it's lunchtime. (laughs) Y'all are hungry. Y'all need to eat. Mushrooms. I'm I'm thinking Arby's. Do not eat mushrooms. (laughs) Chris Plant is already dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Arby's is not an option. He's they closed.
2: Shoveling mushrooms into his <laughs> <mouth>.
3: <laughs> Arby's is closed, has been closed, uh, at least three weeks. Not that one. I see Take an- that
2: the fuck back, Russ. I see an open Take Arby's Take it back. Right I'm not even going to
3: pretend. Your only option right now, you find yourselves a- alongside a river mm-hmm. and it's time <laughs> to spear a fish. Got it.
2: What if Ellie found a note that's like, hey, it's your boy Hoops. They closed down my local Arby's, and I haven't been bitten or anything. But I think I'm still gonna just go ahead and beef it off this mortal coil. I left a bunch of prescription meds and tape <laughs> <laughs> under my bed. Help yourself. I'm out. I wrote I'm the adding. I wrote this
0: I wrote the combination for the safe on the safe, so you should be able to crack that one.
3: <laughs> it's no big deal. Inside is a key to Arby's. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna spear a fish. Yeah, so I should mention there is an REI right next to the river, so you can raid the REI for anything you need uh, like in terms of like camping gear or whatever. You can you can get a spear in there if you want. What's an REI? It's it's like a camping store. Okay. Um, got it. Now I don't want to brag, but yeah. I
1: already know how to do this because I read a little book called Hatchet. As a child, oh. <laughs> and there's a trick to spearing a fish. So I'm gonna let you two fools fumble around a little bit, That's and then up. I'm gonna step in high on mushrooms, and yeah. I'm gonna thwack nil fish. Save this up. is okay. fucking
0: life. Or, this is life or death, plant. So maybe you could just like do this now okay. before Justin and I go into an REI and get our fucking dicks bitten off.
1: Here's a trick. I walk into REI. I grab the nearest spear. I guess right. Okay,
3: there are five spears on the wall. Which one do you pick? <laughs> well, I, you know what?
1: I'm, I'm like, I'm tough. I actually just get a Bowie knife and I like, okay. <clears> I use to a cord stick. to wrap it around just a long, uh, the end of
3: a hockey stick. Okay. How long is the hockey stick? The hockey stick is... And also, where did you get it? Because REI does not sell hockey sticks. <laughs> <laughs> REI doesn't sell hockey sticks? Nope. No, bud. It's a camping,
1: it's like a camping
0: like outdoor store. There. Why they the hell do they, they sporting have
1: sporting gear? No. No. Are you sure? You can buy like pitons. Yes. <laughs> It's not like a Dix? No, no it's, it's not, not a like a Dix. Dix. This is weird because I'm, I'm a shareholder in REI.
3: Okay, Pl- Plant <laughs> okay. loses they probably his... probably have arrows, right? Get an arrow. <laughs> okay, so so Plant decides to make a dumb hockey stick that doesn't exist because he, okay. there's no hockey sticks the there. Okay, uh, well, uh, I should no, have asked a question No, it's Griffin's beforehand. turn now. It's Griffin's turn now. You ah, used your hockey stick turn. Ash. It'll be back. It'll, you'll okay, get your turn. Okay,
0: uh, okay. I, I go into REI and I uh, buy a CD player. And I buy some, <laughs> uh, I buy a, a microwave and I buy some uh, s- some swimwear. I okay. buy an inflatable raft. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I guess I'll go into REI too, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Russ. I'm going to mm-hmm. like do perception sneak because I'm worried that there's like mushroom men inside this REI and you're trying to trick us and trap us like you did last time with the cow. A copy okay. of the game Mushroom Men is in this, and
1: okay. you're so yes. disgusted by it.
3: So, so Griffin is sneaking into the REI. I'm listening with my listening ears, and mm-hmm. and su- succeeded in the listening and sneaking. Uh, there are yeah. no uh, zombies in the REI.
0: We're good, guys. Wait, are there
3: <laughs> bad <laughs> bad people? No, there's nice. There's no people either. There's, there's nice no people in there. No, no there's no, no one. I guess no. Chris plants in there. He's pretty nice. Hey. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's clear, Justin. Is is there is there a bungee cord? Yes, I, I need a bungee. cord. Okay, and 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 you've got still plenty of turn left. So you picked up the bungee cord. What else do you want to do? Uh, and
2: I'm gonna grab a uh, an arrow. Okay. Whoa. From the bow and arrows
3: section, and you can grab one more thing. Whoa. one more thing. Mm-hmm. Why does he get? Flying? uh they got cliff bars. Yeah, sure. Cool. Eat the cliff bar. Don't go don't. fishing. What what flavor? Shit? Yeah, exactly. What flavor cliff bar? <sighs>
2: Probably white chocolate peanut butter.
3: <sighs> Oof. Okay, you Oof. failed on that, so you got your least favorite flavor, whatever that is. <laughs>
2: oh, no. Oh, I'm just kidding. That is my least favorite
1: oh, flavor. Oh, snap. I got you again, well motherfucker. Done. Okay, Chris Plank. I forgot to ask you a question. How deep is the water? I was picturing a shallow stream. You
3: have no idea. You can You can... Now I might... Now, it's murky. It's murky, it's murky water. Now, see, in, in Hatchet, it. it's like a shallow
1: stream. So. You're getting
3: very hungry. Uh. Okay, so...
2: I'm chill, right? Can I clarify that yeah, I'm yeah. chill? Just, yeah. Justin's just, chill. He just had Justin, <laughs>
1: just is, uh, is better prepared since we no longer know the depth of the water and we can't see the fish. My entire plan was based around the assumption that this was clean, shallow water in which I could see a fish. Um, now I feel completely out of my depth and I grab a gun. Okay. Don't uh, have those in Yeah, I don't think they sell those. <laughs> oh shit! I keep forgetting this isn't. Maybe in Texas, but <laughs> they probably have one somewhere. Sorry, yeah. Um, okay, well, I have my I have my Bowie knife and my stick. I'm gonna have to make this work. I go out to oh, and I grab some fish food. Okay, they have yes, fish food. I
2: love that. No, okay.
1: Oh, um, I, I don't know. I, 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 what?
2: Da- what does
1: this waste <laughs> Anything? I grab whatever like whatever the junky uh, flavor bars are that they, Justin had because that's basically fish food. I go out to the water and I start, you know, crumbling it. No, stop. It. Your turn I, no, is completely done. I'm crumbling done. the water. There we go. We, we, have, he's to,
3: fine. we have to, we have to he's move quick. Chumming the waters. Chumming the waters. And fine. The waters Griffin. have been chummed.
1: Um, I, I mean,
0: I, it's fully supporting Justin's plan here because yeah. I've watched Survivor and I feel like I do actually have a really, yeah. really firm understanding of how spear fishing works. So okay. I'm gonna grab like a, I'm gonna do some assistance. I'm gonna grab like a, some mesh like a net type material maybe off of a tent
3: that I can salvage
0: to uh, just mm. like sort of help scoop this bad boy up once he gets
2: uh, up. once I definitely catch okay, it okay yeah. so
3: just to be clear all Justin yeah. has is a bungee cord and an arrow I just wanted to make that yeah. very clear. Okay, okay Justin, I guess I'll, grab a, I'll no, grab a no, sorry. spear. I'll grab a spear. Hey, he Justin. got to grab
2: I two probably grabbed several arrows, too. I want to say that I probably got several okay, arrows. I'm grabbing two things, things, too. Grab
0: I'm grabbing a net and an actual ass spear in case his arrow's not long <laughs> enough, which I don't think it will be. Okay, fine. Justin? If I had known
2: spears, were <laughs> not? There's five spears. spears. <laughs> yeah, I said five spears. <sighs> okay, then I got those instead. No, I'll keeping my arrow. It's perfect. Okay. okay, so I go over to where the fish food is, right? And it's a crumpled up cliff bar, I yeah. guess. But um I'm gonna tie one in the bungee cord around my wrist and the other one to the arrow. Mm-hmm. One of the many infinite arrows that I sure. have. And then going to like pull back on it with tension so it's like ready, and I'm gonna point it at there and I'm just gonna let the arrow go and it'll like flip in there and get me about. Okay, boy.
3: hold on one second. What is this? Uh, Griffin, what would this check be? I mean t- fucking Sleight of hand? I don't know. The Animal, ant, literally animal we'll handling? Say, yeah, animal handling. You succeeded. You hit a fish. Congratulations. It floated to the top of the river and s- zoomed away because the river is running very quickly. So it's oh, gone. wow. Oh,
2: wait. It, did the, it got off the arrow? No, no,
3: no. It's still on the arrow. It just, like, the current took the fish okay. body. The okay. arrow down is the river. tied
2: to his wrist with a bungee cord. The arrow is tied
3: to my oh, wrist. Oh, I thought you shot it like a
2: slingshot. I said specifically I tied it to both ends. He caught a fish, Russ,
0: don't be pissed off because your game doesn't have good balance.
3: (laughs) Okay, so, Is Justin
0: flying down the river too? No, no, no,
3: no, Justin's here, okay, fine. Are you saying that it just hit the fish and then it like
2: (laughs) ricocheted?
3: Well, I thought he Glanced. shot the arrow like <laughs> his
2: incredible scales. <laughs> I thought he shot the arrow like a
3: slingshot, and it just like zoomed <laughs> down the river. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, <laughs> so you have a fish at the end of your um, bungee cord, Justin.
0: Griffin, get it. Net, scoop. Oh wait, it's not my turn.
3: It's not Chris's your turn. turn. How it's many? How point. how big is the fish? It is uh, three inches long.
1: Oh, it's That's a small it. fish. Yeah, I still eat it. I wrap my arms around hoops. And, like, kind of like entangle myself in the cord so that now it's like it's both of us just in case this like a bigger fish eats this fish. I don't oh, want us yeah. to get pulled downstream, and then and then together we start walking backwards to bring the fish back
3: to, yeah, to earth. I
1: do that too, just to create a really adorable tableau,
2: yeah. Okay,
3: so you guys are uh, backing up and you're about 10 steps away from the river and. Now you've got a three-inch fish at the end of Justin's arrow.
0: One inch for each of us, baby.
3: <laughs> We're going to eat tonight. I call the ass. Okay, so Justin eats the ass. Chris Plant, what do you want to eat? <laughs> the the gut, the middle part.
0: Mm-hmm. I wanted the middle part.
1: <laughs> now you get the fish head.
0: Rock, paper, scissors.
1: Okay. One. Rock, paper. paper. Show it. Show okay. it in the fucking okay, camera. Okay, okay, okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Scissors. Shoot. Shoot. What'd you get? I got I scissors. Yeah, I can't see We both got scissors. Cheating. Okay, how about how about okay. I'll eat the fucking head. I'll no, eat the head. No, I like the left side breaths. of the head and the in the chest cavity. That's Even good. Eat the right That's side. That's good. That's good. I love so that.
3: okay. while you guys were playing rock paper scissors, the uh-huh. sounds of your hands hitting your fist uh-huh. alerted a nearby zombie, and it's on its way.
0: I got a spear. Fuck them. What are they gonna do to
2: me? Got okay. a hockey
3: stick. <laughs> uh, Justin, what do you do? I'm hiding under the brush, creating
2: a natural camouflage with my body. Justin's hiding.
3: Zombie's coming straight for Chris Plant. I jump into the water, raise both fingers in the air, say deuces, and I let the current just carry me downstream. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Chris Plant succeeds in drowning. He's drowned. (laughs) I'm sorry. Aw, I miss Chris. Okay, Griffin.
2: (laughs) At least he didn't get bit, though. He went out like a pro.
0: Amen. Griffin? Yeah. I mean, I fucking use my spear. I do like a... I plant it into the ground and use the tension of it bending to launch myself 10 feet in the air and then I sort of like put it between my feet as I fall down like bracing it and just like just fucking dragoon this son of a gun
3: and he's dead. The zombie is dead, congratulations. Unfortunately, you all die of hunger because the fish wasn't enough. Uh, that's not true, actually. Chris Point died of drowning, but the rest of you died of hunger. That's... You don't know... I got, how many. I got a cliff bar. Yeah. This is just okay. like Last of Us. It makes you think. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this game has really made me think, right? Just
3: Griffin dies of hunger. Uh, oh, Justin man. I,
2: I miss Griffin already. Oh, shoot.
3: We did it. We did uh, it.
1: Y'all, uh, uh, do we have, do we have time for reader mail? Maybe like one or two very quick questions? Yeah. Very quick. Sure. Okay. This is from uh, David on Twitter. If you could put any game director or studio on any franchise, what would it be? Jaffe. The, the example <laughs> no, that David, David gave <laughs> was Yoko Taro on Zelda, but you were very quick with your Jaffe.
0: David Jaffe on
2: anything. <laughs> Make it do no wrong. UFC Fight Island. David Jaffe on Dead or Alive 8. That's my... Uh, no. No. <laughs> uh boy
0: god i can't wait for next week's episode because i feel like once we talk about plot it'll be a lot easier to talk about the uh backlash against this game from certain elements out there who uh maybe refer to the director of this game as neil cuckman because they're
2: complete pieces of shit (laughs) oh hey i got one david jaffe on god of war 2 and he's, like, taking it back. So it, <laughs> <laughs> the very first, very first moment, to, uh, 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 Kratos is like, sorry I was acting like such a wuss. Let's fucking shit up. Where's my son? I'm going to teach him how to get babes.
1: <laughs> um, uh, Kyle and Luce, uh both on Twitter, really want to know how Griffin is uh, handling the Pokemon Snap 2 news. It's very exciting. I'm mostly excited about it
0: because uh my my son uh who is 3 is like very much into Pokemon as a concept and as characters, but outside of the we we actually played through all of Let's Go Pikachu, which was kind of great, but it was a little advanced for him. Mm. I feel like Pokemon Snap is like perfect. You just look at Pokemon and you take pictures of them. It's fucking great. You don't need to know like type advantages or whatever. I'm 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 very much looking forward to that. I also need to still play the DLC, which apparently came out and I didn't fucking know for Pokemon Sword and Shield.
2: Hey, Griff, can you speak on maybe um, your son and uh, Pokemon and an experience that you had this week where maybe your knowledge of Pokemon uh, sort of outstripped his? <laughs> And you had to admit that to another adult? Oh yes, uh, adult? He,
0: uh, he's doing remote uh, like classes with mm. a, a teacher at his daycare. And she incorporates characters that he is passionate about to get him passionate about you know letter sounds and counting and shit. And so lately she's been doing Pokemon, but <laughs> last week she uh, was doing a game where she had Pokeballs and she like had sounds up and then she clicked the Pokeball and a, a Pokeball and a Pokemon would appear and say like, and who's this? Only she didn't know who the Pokemon were this time, that's so hilarious. she was like, "And who's this, Henry?" And Henry didn't know, and I would have to be like, "Oh, that's um, <clears throat> that's Rhydon." <right> <laughs> and she'd be like, "Oh, oh, thanks, Dad. Oh, Dad knew that one." He'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> she'd be like, "Who's this one? Ha <laughs> huh, huh. Starts with an H. Oh, I don't know who that is. I'll Google it." Don't bother. It's Hitmonchan.
2: <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> i need to thank griffin's wife rachel for deploying that story to my wife sydney who then deployed it to oh, me fantastic. and what i said is i'm gonna fucking talk about that on the besties 100
3: uh,
2: so glad we had an opportunity i, I think uh, we can save <laughs> some more questions
1: for next week um very very sure. very quick what else are y'all playing fresh i know that you have something that you want to share with us
3: I mean, I can't go in length just because we're running out of time, but I played four hours of Cyberpunk 2077. People can read about it on Polygon. People can read about it. Yeah, there's going to be some writing about it on Polygon.com. Yeah, by the time this episode comes out. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I played it over the cloud, which is the first time I've ever done a game demo over the cloud, but it was the only way for the build to happen. So that was pretty interesting. But yeah yeah it's cool uh slay the spire on ios i'm finally learning how to like actually
0: play that game and i'm getting into like the ascension runs which mm. is just like a constantly escalating like difficulty scale i'm only on ascension too but like learning how to actually play that game well and draft it strategically and stuff is like i feel like i have unlocked the bottom 95 percent of the iceberg of that game and it is just fucking remarkable it's the best 10 bucks i've ever
2: spent i played a little bit of in addition to still playing monster train every day uh, I played a little bit of Hard Space uh, Shipbreaker, which is a fucking good name for a video game, yeah. by the by. Um, and uh, super quick pitch is like I, I only played a couple hours of you No know, Plant. You probably played a little yeah. bit more than than me. But would you would, is it fair to say sort of like survival and scavenging but in deep space so you're like ripping stuff off ships and yeah. and using that to like sort of build up? Yeah,
1: but, it, but it's not even survival is almost kind of misleading in that a lot of people picture survival games. The 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 scrapping things is like the obligation in terms of that allow you to go do the fun stuff. We're like in this, the scavenging is the whole game. Like you get procedurally generated uh, ships in space. You are in zero G. You are a person who breaks down ships, and there are all sorts of uh, hazards in doing that job. Uh, the like first one that you learn is that ships are pressurized. So if you do not depressurize a ship through the airlocks uh it will explode with you inside of it which is no good um and uh, as the game goes on and on more and more of these hazards kind of keep getting added um and things can go wrong like the ships don't depressurize correctly um or electrical issues or fire i mean not fire but it all sorts of things um i it is one of those games that gets my noggin going in the same way Spelunky did where it, it doesn't really explain how everything works. Um, and once you have started to learn kind of the, the way to go about the game, each stage feels like its own danger puzzle of like, Oh, I really need to know what I am doing at any given time. Because if I slip up and cut the wrong you know piece of metal, I will be detonated into oblivion. But Justin, I know that you, you mentioned that you had had some kind of technical issues.
2: Yeah, nothing, it's early access. Yeah. So this is not like, uh, I'll give an example though. I was doing the tutorial about the airlock thing and I couldn't get the airlock to activate. I saw oh, the no. airlock, I'm like, I'm gonna activate that airlock. Uh, but the airlock wouldn't activate cause I wasn't supposed to do it yet in the tutorial. So I went ahead and just blazed the <laughs> ship and exploded <laughs> it and somehow survived. <laughs> cause I didn't understand any of these rules in this tutorial. Somehow survived, the ship's in a million pieces and then after I do the little scavenging task, my my helper guy's like, all right, now listen, I want to teach you about airlocks. It's like, oh, buddy, you're <laughs> you're late for that. Now go over and hit the airlock. Open it up like there is no airlock. <laughs> sir. you can see that it's not there. And I couldn't progress beyond that because i already blown up the ship. Stuff like that. It's just general polish stuff. It has nothing to I mean, I'm sure it will get fixed. It's just a little little early for for my tastes. Uh, especially with as much Last of Us Two as I, yeah.
1: Need to it, play. For for folks who are listening, if you can stomach uh, the rough edges and you have patience for that sort of thing, I strongly recommend checking it out because I have no doubt it will be a game that we were dedicating a full episode to whenever the game is actually finished. Um, yeah, because it's it's it is something special, y'all. Next week, more Last of Us Two, all spoilers yes. all the time. I hope you all are excited. Um, be sure to shoot us a message on our Twitter at the Besties Pod if you have any questions or any thoughts about the the story of this game. You know what? Maybe shoot us a letter at mail at besties.fan. Uh, that way you don't have to put spoilers yeah. onto a social media platform. Yeah, please don't. That would actually be a, a very nice, and we will be making sure to look through the email. Uh, Justin, what else you got?
2: I just got a lot of. Goodwill in my heart for people that are Listening to this show we ask that you follow and listen For free on Spotify which you're likely Doing already please share the show besties.fan Is the link to do that And just thank you so much for uh for hanging Out with us we're happy to have you here That is going to do it for us for this week So until next time Thanks for listening to besties and be sure to join us again Next week because shouldn't the world's best friends Pick the world's best games It's a Spotify original podcast in association with Fox Media. The show is edited by Jelani Carter and produced by Ben Hosley. And our theme song is by Ian Dorsch.
0: Besties!